Hey there, and welcome back to another episode here at Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the show. And I thought that I would just start off really quick and introduce myself once again. We're almost 40 shows in, I'm so excited. And uh, I just wanted to let people know that are listening for the first time that I am an above knee amputee. That is almost three years now since I've had that operation. And I am just trying to live uh, a really full life now because I spent many years with knee surgeries and knee problems. Um, and I just, uh, I got on just to try to motivate and help those that think that they can't do it just because you're an amputee or struggling with medical issues doesn't mean you can't still live a really full, wonderful life. In the past couple episodes, you'll notice there's a common thread usually with, well, with most of my episodes, and that's really about the mental state that you are in when it comes down to the success and the living your best life um, atmosphere. Everybody goes through some sort of tragedy in their life, right? We all have, um, as I call them, valleys that we go through, and then mountains happen for us. And it's just just the way life is. Life was not meant to be just an easy road, um, a nice paved road for you. It's meant to kind of go off track a little and be a little rough at times. And I truly believe that yeah, physical fitness is really, really important, but I also believe that your mental state really is right up there if it's not the most important thing. With your mental game being sharp and ready to go, you can really conquer anything. Uh, You can get over fears, inhibitions, um, just the, the idea that you're different. It's just there's so many things. And when your mental game is strong, then you can also have a good emotional game and you can also be physically uh, active and everything. So that's kind of the gist of why I get on. And I always say that I hope that at least one person can be helped by some of the things that I mentioned. Last week, I discussed different activities that I use when my prosthetic doesn't fit well. They're great activities for you if you struggle with getting out and being on your feet and um, need something else to work your core strength because with the core strength we get back strength and then we have balance and everything so everything kind of stems from that core and so when your core is strong you keep yourself from having a lot of back issues and then for someone like me if you're an amputee a lower limb amputee you also can gain some balance with some of these activities They're also amazing gift-giving ideas. With the holidays approaching, please make sure you jump on my website, www.bawarrior360.com, and you'll be able to see all my past episodes, but also some write-ups and some pictures of the things that I do with the products that I use, especially this last week when I talk about um, how do I build core strength and balance and all that when I just don't feel like getting out and trying to hike or walk or whatever because my leg's not fitting well. So I hope you enjoy that product. I thought with 
two days from being from Thanksgiving that I wanted to discuss thankfulness. It is a um, something that is really brought to the, the forefront of my mind in this, this week leading up to Thanksgiving, what things we can be thankful for. And um, I have to tell you that uh, since my injury in 2013, there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong. There's a lot of things that did go wrong. But again, it circles back to the mental game. And you know what? When you're thankful, that means that you're mentally aware of what's going on around you and you are in a positive place. If you can be thankful for where you're at, even if it's someplace you don't want to be, um, you know, it's not it's not always easy being an amputee. But, um, you know, I got to make the best of it because this is the path I chose it is where I'm at. It'll be forever where I'm at, right? It doesn't grow back is what I said um, in a past episode. It doesn't grow back. So we face the daily challenges and the occasional challenges that come with being an amputee that maybe you don't realize until you're put in a situation. For example, the first time we ever traveled, traveling's not bad. It's when you get to a hotel room that isn't really adapted to you and you're trying to get in the shower and out of the shower with one leg and and not slip and fall and you hope that there's a handrail. So there's just, you know, daily things that, that we have happen and everything. Um, I was laughing because I saw someone do a reel today and on Instagram. And the truth is, um, you know, right after my amputation, I wanted to get a really nice scale because I was going to get fit and get lose some of the weight that I had gained over the years of being stagnant. <laughs> and I got a BMI scale for body mass index. And um, I was so excited. I opened it up when it came and I got ready to get on it and realized that a BMI index is, it needs like a circuit for completion, which is what two legs brings you when you stand on it, two feet, it, it kind of, the electric the electrodes kind of circulate around through your body and back down one foot, up one foot, down the other foot. So if you don't have a second foot, a BMI scale does not work. And so, I mean, it's silly things like that that you realize, well, that that stinks. Now I've got this really nice scale and I actually got a refund. The people were really cool about it when they heard about it. And, you know, you just got to laugh at yourself because here I thought I could figure out that and, uh, there is just no way. Even if I were to put my uh, my regular leg, my prosthetic on, it's not, it doesn't, it can't, can make that connection. So anyways, those are part of uh, the trials and tribulations of being um, an amputee that you don't realize until you're right in the midst of it. So thankfulness. Thanksgiving, I think, is really interesting because when we think about it, I know most of you probably think about eating a lot, traveling, watching Christmas shows, getting Christmas stuff out, getting prepared for the holidays. Um, eating a lot is usually the number one thing. And then there's the people that are on the other extreme, like, well, if I'm going to eat like that, I better start running or get out and get my walks in. So you get those people that do 5Ks on Thanksgiving Day or whatever. So there's all the gamut of that. But I thought, you know, I I really want to reflect on being thankful. And for one, I'm thankful for each and every one of you that has watched my YouTube channel videos. You have listened to my podcasts. You've reached out to me, DM'd me with questions. Um, you've trusted me with your issues. 
and I am eternally grateful for you. You uh, are what make what I want to do in my life and what I feel like I ought to do after what I've been through. I feel like I need to share my journey. I feel like I need to help um, people that are struggling because we've all been in a certain situation. And sometimes you can go and, you know, I'm grateful for my family and everything, but they've never had an amputation. And it truly, even living with me, they still don't know everything, right? Like there's only so much you can share. And like yesterday, I was doing great all day and I was fine, but I realized I was really deep in my prosthetic and my socket. And I had a very highly intense, warm, tingling feeling in my foot. And you know, that's fine for a little bit, but like I tell you, um, and I've said a million times before in my, my podcasts is I use distraction to keep my mind off of things like that because it's all the time. Like right now, as I'm talking to you, my foot's tingling. Um, I'm just sitting here, but the way my socket is touching my nerves inside while I'm sitting and everything is different than when I'm standing. And so my husband came home last night and I realized that by the time he got home from work, I was done with feeling that warm, vibrating sensation. Because at first it's not a big deal, but when you continually have it, you're like, okay, enough already. You're done. I'm done with this. I don't want to feel it anymore. So, you know, we have issues like that, but I, I am thankful. I am so, so thankful for the, the position I'm in, in today. Um, I never would have thought in a million years that I could be grateful or thankful after a life altering surgery, but you know, you can manifest the kind of life that you want to manifest by the way your, your attitude is the way you think about life. I can think of all the things I can't do or struggle to do or hard to do or, um, may never get to do again. Or I can choose to embrace what I can do because there's a lot of things I do now that I could not do um, the five years, six years prior to my amputation that um, with all the knee surgeries that were going wrong. So I know that in any given moment, if I ever chose to change my personality, which would never happen, but if I wanted to change my personality and be- become a negative person, I'm sure that I could come up with a plethora of things that I could be totally negative about. And you know what? Where will that get me? You know, I, I'm not a pity party person. I every once in a while will have my own alone, <laughs> you know, in my closet or when I'm taking a shower or, you know, when I just have that downtime. But I choose to be happy. I choose to be grateful, thankful, feeling blessed with the life that I have. And I choose to see the purpose behind what I've gone through. And I've also noticed that when I see somebody else go through a a tragedy, I now have a bigger glimpse into life that there is a reason why we can go through these or we do go through these. And I do believe it is to help humankind. I do believe it is to reach out and help those that struggle. If you have a a, a tragedy that's happened in your life, but you're a strong-willed person, you are to be using that for 
the greater good for those that really struggle and don't know how to make things work or to feel right. And so when I choose to be thankful, and, and I have so much to be thankful for, I realize that I am thankful to have a platform to help somebody else. And whatever that looks like, whether it's just being an ear for someone, a shoulder to cry on, someone to get some answers to some questions that they are struggling with, or leading them into a path where for me, faith, my faith has gotten me through so much. And I just think that for some people, they really need to find their faith because I have realized that when I let go and I let my faith guide me, I have found my purpose in life. And that's pretty cool because, you know, you go through your life, you know, you're in school all your life, all the beginning of your life. And I became a teacher. And so I was teaching middle school. And, you know, I thought that was my purpose. I thought, this is what I'm going to do. But then when my husband and I got married and we had kids and I quit my job, those first couple of years were really hard because I was used to bringing home money and being not a breadwinner, but at least bringing some bread home. And then I went to you know, pretty much thankless job when they're infants, right? Um, Of being a parent, a full-time parent, being home all the time, cleaning up, making meals. And you start to kind of lose yourself. And I do realize that the opportunity that I have been given to have an amputation and to make it work for me and to help others is so amazing that it's happened in this stage of my life. As my boys are now heading off into the world, I have a college student and a senior in high school who I've homeschooled most of their their lives. For 11 years, I homeschooled them. Now, all of a sudden, I'm realizing this is, this is why I was brought through what I was brought through and what I went through. Because, you know, you can't really, you can't really help others unless you have some experience with the trials that people go through like the pain that I can feel there have been nights where I haven't been able to sleep and there have been pains that are have been just breathtaking um make me gasp and my husband freak out because he thinks I've broken something and it was just nerve pain or phantom pain and so you know I realize that every time something negative like that happens to me it is a moment for me to experience something that I can help somebody else get through. And I am so grateful for every one of those valleys that I've gone through, even since my amputation. It has not been an easy ride. Um, It will never be an easy ride. And so when people ask me if they should elect to do this, is does that take care of all the problems? Well, it takes care of maybe the problems you're dealing with right now with a leg that's not working well, or you've got Um, infections or whatever, but that doesn't eliminate all the problems that you will then eventually face as an amputee. And so, you know, I'm just, like I said, I'm grateful that I get an opportunity to speak to that. And if you're listening today, I wanted to share with you some things that I am really grateful for in my life. If you know me, you know that I'm very grateful for my family. My husband is my high school sweetheart and has stood by my side through everything. Um, Just all the hard times. And when I say that, you know, it's not just 
consolidated into these last couple of years with knee surgeries and amputation. But I'll tell you what, everything we've gone through has prepared him to deal with me. <laughs> and, um, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, he and I have had a lot of talks. If, if you are on the verge of making a big life decision like I did with amputation, have an open conversation with your spouse because the, the divorce rate after amputation is really, really high. I have not figured this out yet, but my thoughts are that a lot of amputations happen because of disease and accidents. Those are like the two biggies, right? With whether it's cancer or diabetes or, you know, motorcycle accidents. And I know divorce rates happen because a lot of those people that I have met that are motorcycle victims, um, they don't listen to their spouse who says, please don't get on it again. And they get right back on it again, which I get on their side of it because they don't want to be afraid of it and they don't want to stop living their life. But communication, right? And I remember having a conversation because I did know I was going to have my surgery. Um, I had actually booked my surgery September of 2018 and my, my amputation was December of 2018. So I had lots of time to think about it. And I remember very, very vividly having several open conversations with my husband about how is he going to handle this and how are we going to handle this as a couple? And he never wavered from, we'll figure it out and we're going to make it. You know, and of course I kept pushing going, how do you know? How do you know how I'll react? How do you know how you'll react when you see me? I mean, you don't know those things. But having the open conversation made it a topic on the table for us to have a conversation about and to know that the fear was there. So we need to address the fear. And so we're doing awesome. And I have to say that he has taken on the role of being a, a huge supporter and a provider for us. And he is there through thick and thin for everything I want to try. As crazy as everything is that I have tried, he has been beside me every single step of the way with surfing, with skiing, with learning how to bike again, which is not as easy as it sounds when you don't have a knee joint. I want you just to visualize that you don't have a knee joint and you want to get your foot on a pedal and you want to bike. Or you want to get off, but your knee joint is a loose joint when you're biking, so you don't have any support on that leg. So yeah, there's some things that he's helped me through, and I am eternally grateful. He has been awesome. My sons, you know, they're very important to me too, because they have always been there for me. And they have watched being homeschooled. They were homeschooled through all of my surgeries. And so back in 2013, they were 11 and nine when all this started to happen and I homeschooled them through all the PT and all the surgeries and all the being laid up on my bed you know icing and icing and icing some more and they came through stellar like they would bring lunches up to me and we'd sit and have lunch together in my bedroom when I was recuperating and they would carry things up and down our stairs because I had stairs for all those years and so I'd be with crutches going up and down stairs and they would carry all my stuff and I can't say enough to how big hearted and kind and empathetic my boys were through all those very formative years and, you know, teenage years, preteen. I mean, those could have gone the other direction, but they were always so amazing. 
I'm also grateful. I don't know if you can see it. If you're watching, there's my pup right there. <laughs> She's sitting on the bed behind me, looking all cozy on my Christmas blanket and my chair. She, um, she has never let me get away from getting my walks in every day. She stares at me whenever I go towards the laundry room. She runs there thinking I'm grabbing her leash. And um, we go for walks all the time. And she has been awesome. Her name's Bella. And she's been awesome. And I have loved being with her and her taking care of me through all this too. Whenever I've been laid up, she's always right there laying next to me and cozying up and always making me feel totally loved. I have so many different friend groups that have watched me go through this from the beginning to um, the point I'm at right now. And they have been there, whether it's for meals or just stopping by with the coffee when I couldn't get out. Um, family, my family has come by. My family has written to me. If you could see my vision board, I have it up in my room over there. It is a vision board I put together for my amputation because there was so much fear and unknown about what amputation would feel like, be like, and how I would handle seeing a whole part of my body gone. I mean, that's a big chunk of body. Like that was 10, 12 pounds of weight missing when I woke up. And so I put a vision board together and on it, there are pictures of my nephews and my nieces, my brothers, my sister, um, cards that they sent saying that I was a fighter and I would do fantastic. And my husband even made picture copies of activities that I wanted to get back to. Skiing was the big one. And so there's pictures of me when I used to ski, skiing with my boys, skiing in competition. Um, there's just so many different things up there, sayings, Bible verses, you name it. And, um, my family has always pulled through for me. We don't live near each other. They're all in Illinois still pretty much. My sister's in Nebraska, but um, they are always there for me. They support me in so many different ways. My sister has come through like a gangbuster um, and she always spreads my podcast around whenever I post that I've got something new up and she's always um, looking out for me and uh you know, she's my big sister. So there's five of us in my family. My sister's the oldest. I have three brothers and then I'm the baby. I'm the oopsie. Um, I was born seven years after the last was born. So my sister is, I think about 16 years older than me. And then on down to the last brother who was born seven years before me. And so they've kind of all taken on that role of of like parenting me and everything and visiting when they could and and uh, it's just been, I'm just so lucky to have such a huge family and a huge support system. And of course, even my husband's family, who's been there and supporting me along the way, my mother-in-law, who will always throw a Bible verse my way and congratulate me whenever she sees me make a certain goal. And, you know, they've known me since I was 16, 17 years old. So they're, they're part of the family. They've always been part of my family, really. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm so, so fortunate. And I, I, I talk about this because, you know, there's other things that I'm thankful for, things that I'm just today, like going to the grocery store before Thanksgiving, I thought I was ahead of the game. No, everybody was there at nine o'clock. It's Tuesday. I'm so shocked, but everyone was there. 
I can't even tell you the lines. I have not seen lines like that at a grocery store since last like Christmas or even before that. But it's like crazy. But I was sitting there walking through with my cart and everything, grateful that I could walk, grateful that I could shop for myself and my family, grateful for the money that we have that I can buy the groceries that I would like to have so that I can bake and spoil my boys because we all know that a way to a man's heart is through his stomach, right? And so I love to bake and I love our Thanksgivings together and our Christmases together. And, you know, I realized how grateful I am that I'm able to go and get what I want to do what I want for um, a holiday like this to be with my boys now that my college kiddo is home for the Thanksgiving break and my senior will be done today after school um, I, ju- I look forward to that I look forward to the you know the breakfast that I make and the, the Thanksgiving dinner that I'll make and cookies that we'll bake together and just so so grateful for that and and realizing that it's those little things that there are some people that can't afford all the food that we were able to bring home um, to feed this group of four here. So I'm grateful for that. And I am grateful that um, God has given me uh, an opportunity to reach you and talk to you and help you out if you ever so needed someone to, to be an ear or someone in your corner, someone who can understand and someone can help. So without without that being said, of course, there are millions of things you could be thankful for from the littlest thing like the sun or for us today, I'm so excited. It is totally overcast. Now, if you live anywhere else in the United States, you're probably done with overcast already and it's just the beginning of your winter. But we don't get a lot of overcast days and we have an overcast day today because I know up near Flagstaff, it's raining slash possibly some snow flurries. And so we're seeing that residual cloud cover that's coming through the area. We're about an hour and a half from flag. And um, it's awesome because it cools the weather down. And I'm looking outside. I have a beautiful lemon tree that's finally come to um, almost being ready to be picked so I can make my homemade limoncello. So excited. And I'm looking up at a, a massive saguaro outside my house that have two woodpeckers on it. So when you see me looking, if you're watching this on YouTube, I keep looking that direction. It's because that's my window outside and I can see the overcast. I can see mountains, swarrows, lemon tree, and a lot of birds. And that just makes me happy. This morning we had a hawk fly through our yard and just sit there and he's the one looking at all the little birds that are coming to my feeders, (laughs) looking for his dinner. So I guess I'm helping the food chain. I don't know. It's like, um, it's like almost fast food restaurant for my hawks, um, But uh, yeah, I mean, just those things, the fact that we have our Christmas decorations up and I have Christmas music going and um, I have my Starbucks, which is a horrible habit, but it is my habit and I own it. (laughs) And I'm grateful for that so that I can have my caffeine when I would like to have my caffeine. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for... um, the life I get to live as an amputee, I can be grateful for this. I'm grateful for the platform it has given me because without it, I couldn't reach you. And I really hope and pray with all my heart that you have a a blessed and amazing Thanksgiving. 
I pray that you have safe travels, that you have an amazing time with friends, with family, however you celebrate. And even for people like us, you know, we don't get together with anybody. This is our time. Thanksgiving is our time for the four of us and our little nucleus of a family and our dog, five of us, to come together and just appreciate one another, laugh, watch football, eat, get outside for a cold walk um, as we head up north um, to enjoy um, the cooler weather and maybe some snow flurries. And I just, I hope that that is the kind of week you have with your family, with your friends, or if you are alone, I pray that you can find some happiness and some joy in knowing that you are um, never truly alone and that you can always reach out here. You can DM me on my Instagram, um, be a warrior 360 or Angie underscore Huser. And I would love to have a conversation with you. Now, I always, always end my podcasts with a call to action. And I realized that last week I was so excited about sharing all my passions to doing like surfing and indo boards and stuff and working on things and what gift giving would look like that I totally signed off without a call to action, which is the first time in almost 40 episodes that I didn't do it. So without further ado, the call to action. I like to put something together because I want you to be active. I don't want you just to listen to my podcast. I want you to gain something from it. So for this week, you can probably imagine what I'm going to tell you. We want to find out what you're thankful for. I want to see what you're thankful for. But more importantly, I want you to remember what you need to be thankful for. No matter your circumstance, no matter how bleak life might be, I want you to think about how you are blessed in your life, how you are grateful and thankful for the things. And it could be just waking up today. And that might be all you have right now. And that's okay. If you are thankful that you woke up, you are already one step in the positive right direction that you need to be going to make your life better. So what I would suggest is, and what we do with our family is we, um, we here, okay, I'm going to give you a little in, insight to what we do. Every Thanksgiving, I pull out um, a cream-colored tablecloth. It is cloth. And I pull out a bunch of colored uh, Sharpies, permanent markers. And we put that tablecloth on for our dinner for Thanksgiving every single year. And we've been doing this since, oh, I don't even know, 2010 maybe? And every year, each one of us before dinner writes something in Sharpie that we're thankful for and then the date, the year. And we've been doing that. And it's so cute to look back, especially at the boys as, you know, thankful for all of my video games. Um, you know, it just, it's just, it's fun to watch the dynamics of them change from being like a seven-year-old, six-year-old writing what they're thankful for to teenagers, college kids that, um, and what they're thankful for. So that is one way to commemorate. And you know what? It's never too late to start. Like I didn't start this when they were one year old and, and three year old or anything. I started it when I thought of it. And now I've got years of memories on that, that I, that are, that are mine, that I can always look back at and I get to see their handwriting and occasionally they'll draw a picture with it which if you know Sharpies on cloth, 
it it sticks and then it gives and then it, it kind of swells because the coloring kind of bleeds but you know what it's their writing and someday I'll be able to share that with their wives and their kids and they'll be able to see it and it's mine and I'll always remember the memories of that year what we were thankful for that year the other thing you could do is you can get a jar and put little strips of paper by it and from Thanksgiving Day till Christmas or if you don't celebrate that maybe you celebrate Hanukkah you can write one thing you're thankful for from that you know that year that you think about from Thanksgiving to Christmas and put it in the jar and then you can look back on it and Christmas Eve or at the end of Hanukkah whatever you celebrate and you can take a look at what everybody wrote down that they're thankful for and then you can keep those use that jar again the next year maybe even go further and try to write something you're thankful for each day starting January 1st so there are different things you can do the least you should probably do is maybe even write a, a, in a journal or on post-it notes that you can put something you're thankful for up maybe um you know, pick pick a day, maybe just, as I've always said, usually I do from Wednesday to Wednesday when I post my podcast from one week to the next. One call to action is usually a week long. So maybe do seven days of thankfulness and see where your mindset is. They say it's like, it takes like, I don't know what it is, it like four or five weeks to create a, a good habit. And maybe you get really good at writing even in a journal and it, it doesn't have to be anything major just you know the date and I'm thankful for and you know just write what you're thankful for each day for the next couple weeks or until Christmas and then see where that leads you you might actually better your mood might better your mental game might pick you up a little bit and then make you realize that you need to stop thinking about the negatives that are happening when they do arise, and they do, and start thinking of all the positives that you can have and that you have in your life. I think sometimes we shortchange ourselves and we think that everything's so bad, but I guarantee you there is someone in this world much worse off than you with a better attitude and, and with a, a bad attitude, actually. But I, I always think, you know what, I have way too much to be thankful for to to let an amputation bring me down or take my family down with me because everybody knows if mama ain't happy then nobody's happy <laughs> you've ever heard that saying so I try to be happy I try to to do things with joy in my heart I try to even washing the dishes and my boys will be really good about bringing their dishes over and they'll be oh sorry and I'm like nope I'm okay I'm I'm going to approach this task today with joy in my heart that I have the capability to stand here and to clean dishes because I have kids that created dishes and I'm grateful. There are people that can't have kids, that don't have kids, that want kids um, or lost their, their child and they don't have those dishes. So I always think of how can even ugh, doing the dishes be a great thing? How could going grocery shopping and putting away all that food be a good thing? There's, there's a positive spin on everything. So I, I hope you can find the positive spin in your life. I wish for you a wonderful Thanksgiving break. Um, I hope you get a break. And if you don't, I hope you get to at least enjoy a meal with the people you love and that you can find a grateful heart somewhere amidst the, the busyness of your life. And if you are down and out, please reach out to me. 
and um, let, let's talk. And um, I'm hoping that maybe I can help find um, some joy that you are missing, that you've forgotten is in your life. Anyway, until next week. And next week, I'm excited to tell you that I will be someplace different. I will not be broadcasting from here. And I will try to do a video of where I'm at. Um, it'll be a very different view. I'm excited. I can't wait, but I'm not going to tell you where it's at. You'll have to listen and um, watch. And so I'm looking forward to being someplace new and broadcasting my podcast. So stay tuned for next week. Make sure that you share this. Make sure you like it and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss my episodes when they do go out live. Until next time, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.